Hey guys, welcome back to Floral Couch Conversations. I'm Emily. And I'm Melissa. And it's book club. What is this, November? Yeah. Yeah, technically Uh, being released in December, but November was a weird month. (laughs) I I actually finished this book on October 31st. Really? Yeah. I don't know when I finished it, but it's probably in my Goodreads. I could double check. I feel like it's been a while. (laughs) Goodreads is my new favorite thing. I like obsess over all all the books that I've read. Isn't it awesome? Mm -hmm. I love being able to track. Yeah. So this month's book was I Found You by Lisa Jewell. What were your overall thoughts? Um, I liked it, but it's not like I was like intrigued the whole time, but it was like darker than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. So I liked it, but I don't need to read it again. <laughs> That's how I feel about most books. I don't want to read them again. That's true. Um, unless it's like amazingly good. But yeah, I agreed. It was it kept my attention. I finished it in like three days. Yeah, it was because one of those you, just, you needed to know what was gonna happen next. Yeah, you you need to know what's gonna happen next and it's pretty easy to read. Like yeah. it's pretty easy to just like let the pages fly. Agreed. So, we have some discussion questions that we're going to go through. So, are you ready to jump in? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So, if you haven't read this book, you probably won't understand what we're talking about, but... And we might spoil some things. <laughs> and we might spoil some things. So, if you haven't read it, stop the podcast, go read it, come back later. Or, if you just want to be spoiled and listen about listen to us talk about a good story, then... Feel free to proceed. Stay tuned for Emily's soothing voice. <laughs> we, we won't judge. <laughs> okay. Question number one. Before they ever speak, Gray has a decidedly negative impression of Mark. His family chalks it up to jealousy and possessiveness. How big of a role do you think those biases played in shaping Gray's apprehension around Mark? Is it possible to determine when you should trust your instincts and when you are being unfairly prejudicial? How might you tell the difference? I feel like that's so hard because everyone has, like, unconscious bias. Right. But, like, there's something to be said for trust your gut. So it's hard. I I feel like there's no, like, clean cut how to know which is which. No, I totally agree with that. And I also feel like... Some people are more intuitive than others. Right. Like, some people are just better at, like, telling when someone is, someone has something up. Right. Plus, I feel like if there's no harm in trusting your gut, like, you're not, like, treating someone unfairly or harshly, like, just go with it. Like, what's the harm in being a little extra cautious? Right, and I thought his family was, like, a little too accepting. It's, I mean, I guess it's set in England, so it's a little bit of a cultural difference there, maybe. Like, small vacation town in England, maybe they felt safer because of that. But I feel like if you're on vacation with your family and some, like, random teenage guy started hitting on you and he was 18 and you were 15... Like, my parents probably would have been like, this is weird. 
Right. I know, because I thought it was weird, too, and everyone, like, said that it's just, like, a cultural difference. But, yeah, I feel like, like, I don't know. I'm just too much of a skeptic. Like, I would never go to a stranger's house, like, the same day I'd met them. Like, I don't know. I assume everyone's a serial killer until they prove otherwise. (laughs) Well, it's just, like, common sense safety things that you have to kind of follow nowadays like it sucks like you want to assume everyone is kind and good and normal but like too many stories show otherwise so it's you just have to like always be kind of cautious which right sucks but that's how it is I agree it's unfortunate but so follow your gut great we agreed with you and we thought your family was a little crazy. A little too accepting. hmm Okay, the next question. Mark reveals his jealousy of Gray and Kirsty when he says, you live in your lovely, cozy little mummy, daddy, brother, sister bubble. Did it surprise you that Gray's envy and resentment was reciprocated? I didn't really think about that in the moment, but it makes sense. Yeah, I don't think I thought about it until just this question. And yeah. Especially knowing what we know about Gray's, like, family life. Right. Or, or not Gray's. Mark's. Mark's family right. life. Like, he was abused and then grew up, like, with his aunt. And he was kind of alone and on his own. Right. And he, like, latched onto this family because he, A, was obsessive over um Christy is her name yeah and um but then he also I guess was obsessed with their family too because he never had that yeah I don't think I picked that up until just now me either interesting so no it doesn't surprise me but I didn't think about it yeah (laughs) next question when asked about how Carl treated her Lily says he worships me It's more than love. It's obsession. Speaking of obsession. (laughs) Later, he writes a letter saying, I love you more than I have ever loved anyone or anything in my whole stupid life. Do you believe he loved her? Why or why not? I'll let you answer first. (laughs) Okay. Um, I don't... Well, okay, so we kind of learned that he's a sociopath, which means you're technically not capable of love right I'm pretty sure so maybe he thought he loved her like it was like whatever he thought love was or he like mimicked the feelings of loving her exactly I kind of um related it a lot to the last book we read with Diane Downs also mimicking like normal behavior or what she thought was normal behavior Mm -hmm. and so yeah, I don't think it was – I think he did what he thought love looked like, looks like. <laughs> it's – when we got – it's funny because when we – when I got to the part where you kind of learned that, like, oh, okay, this guy is a psychopath, I was like, another book with a psychopath? <laughs> uh, yeah. I had to read, like, three lighthearted love story books just to get over it 
That's understandable. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After discovering what Frank did before he lost his memory, Alice chooses to forgive him. Would you have forgiven him if you were in her position? I don't know. I feel like this book was so many things that I would never do. So, <laughs> but I guess putting myself in Alice's shoes as someone who did like accept this stranger into her home and then fell in love with him basically I I I mean I feel like she had like a sense that something bad happened to him and like he only did what he did because he like felt like he had to so that's why she forgave him she was also in love with him so sometimes that helps you to forgive people right I also feel like in this instance, like, he kind of, like, he had suppressed all of these emotions, right, of his sister's, like, disappearance and what Mm -hmm. happened that night. Mm -hmm. And so when he saw Mark on the street, it, like, all came flash coming back. And he kind of had, like, a break, like, a psychotic break almost, I feel like. And, like, that's probably not, like, his typical behavior. And, like... If he would have had proper therapy, he wouldn't have tried to kill Mark in revenge. So I feel like it's not his, like, true character. And so maybe it'd be easier to forgive, but I don't know. No, I would agree with that. I feel like if he would have had therapy, like, after it all happened, they, like, slowly would have been able to uncover it and, like, get to those memories and deal with them. Rather than, like, having them suppressed for so long. And then it just, like, blows up. So, yeah, that's a good point. Okay, next question. Both Lily and Alice are attracted to men who have done terrible things in their past. And feel on some level they shouldn't love anymore. In what ways do these two loves parallel each other? In what ways are they portrayed differently from each other? Compare and contrast, discussing the reasons between these similarities and differences. I feel like they're both very lonely. Lily and Alice? Yeah. And that's why they were both so quick to, like, jump into something. Yeah. I think, I guess we don't know that much about Lily's past. I feel like she was just looking for, like, an experience. Like, she wanted to get out of where she was. That's true. Which is why she... And she's young, mm-hmm. so she kind of just, like, latched on, I think, to Car- what Carl could provide her. And then Alice, yeah, I don't know. I don't think this question is asking, like, why are they attracted to men who did bad things? I think it's just saying, like, they, I don't know. It's a little confusing. Well, in what what ways do their loves for people that did terrible things in their past parallel. And I think they were both maybe looking for something. Yeah. They were both looking for something that they didn't, they couldn't find with them themselves. And I mean, they're pretty different. Yeah. I feel like Alice is a lot more like independent. Yeah. In the relationship than Lily was. And then, but Lily got there eventually, like, obviously after, like, the disappearance and stuff, but. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. 
I don't I don't like that question to be honest okay I don't know I don't think they were similar like I don't I don't really get that that's fair so that's my answer okay I just think that they're only similar because they're both looking for something yeah um but I don't know I think that question is a stretch whoever wrote these (laughs) next question in response to Alice offering a lost stranger a jacket, her friend Derry tells her not to get involved. Repeatedly throughout the novel, various characters question whether Alice's generosity is advisable or if she is unwisely endangering her family. Did you see her actions as kind or foolish? If the stranger had turned out to be Lily's missing husband, would that have changed your ultimate opinion of Alice? Where would you draw the line between being charitable and leaving yourself overly vulnerable? Okay, I see her actions as both kind and foolish. And, I I mean, it obviously would have been a lot different if it turned out to be Lily's missing husband. Um, But I think she, she was foolish, and I never would have, like, let this random stranger stay near stay in my house not that but he didn't stay in the house because he stayed in her guest room which she had rented out to like random people before and she made sure her house was locked and everything and she was like nervous at first but then as time went on and she got to know him and she I was she felt more comfortable with it so I definitely think she left herself pretty vulnerable but turned out okay (laughs) I would agree I feel like obviously very kind I probably wouldn't have let someone in my home but also like you're I think you make a really good point of she rents out her spare room so Mm -hmm. like that's just like a risk that she takes in her everyday life so like it's not that big of a stretch to just like let someone who's in a hard spot just use that room Mm -hmm. so yeah Okay, next one. When Frank is trying to remember who he is, some of his memories are more accessible than others. For example, he is unable to remember to cut a bagel in half before toasting it, but he quickly rediscovers his ability to draw. Which of your memories or talents do you think would remain or be easily regained if you forgot who you were? I find this question so hard to answer because there's so many, like, factors. Me too. Do you think you would remember how to do accounting? <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe, like, Excel shortcuts, because I don't have to, like, think about them. My fingers just, like, <laughs> it's, like, autopilot. Um, I think, like, yeah, the ability to cut a bagel in half is, like, just, like, a little trivial, like, kind of, I don't know, just, like, a thing you would know if you've done it before but like the ability to draw is like so like right brain like maybe it's like a different maybe it's different than just like remembering like a fact about something yeah I feel like it's like muscle memory too true like your hand knows how to like move across the page with the pen yeah is there anything you think you'd remember? Like, I don't know. Like, maybe I would still be a good writer. 
Like, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't remember anything, but, like, writing is kind of, kind of, like, an artistic talent, so I would still be able to, like, put words together and make them sound good. Right. I wonder if Frank could, could read or write. Like... Uh- Oh, yeah. That's a I good feel like point. that's just like something so ingrained, but yeah, like. Yeah, they never talked about that. No. I feel like a musical instrument would be the same thing as drawing, too. Yeah, agreed. Just because it's such like a learned. Mm hmm. And like you can just be automatically talented at that sometimes. That's true. So, yeah, that's those are my thoughts. okay lily unabashedly describes herself as a very dark person what do you think she means by that do you think that is an accurate self-assessment do you consider yourself or any of your loved ones dark people i don't really get this like i feel like they never explained why she was a dark person i agree i like didn't get that impression from her at all other than she obviously was in a different country and had, like, a language barrier, so she was misunderstood a lot. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't, like, equal being a dark person. Right, and she, like, easily made friends with Russ. That's true. They, like, connected. Um, I mean, maybe... I don't know. Maybe that was why she kind of was attracted to Carl, because he seemed dark. Maybe. But since they don't describe, like, what she, what it meant by her being a dark person, I don't know if any of my loved ones are dark people. <laughs> well, and is it just, like, if she is dark, they didn't describe it, like, the author didn't go into detail. So maybe it's just, like, an internal feeling, in which case it's kind of hard to identify if someone else is dark, if it's just, like, a self-assessment. Right, like, does it mean, like, emotionally dark? Right. Or, like, your personality is just kind of, like, not peppy? I don't I don't know. I'm just, like, picturing, like, the stereotypical, like, emo kid. Right, like, scene bangs. Yep. Hot topic. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no Which offense. is clearly not what no this is talking to anyone. about. Oh, no. <laughs> I support that. Um, Right. Yeah. So we don't know, person. We don't. We don't know. We just don't know. Next question. (laughs) Mark's aunt. Do you say aunt or aunt? I say aunt. I say aunt and aunt. Like if I'm talking about one of my aunts, I will call them aunt so-and-so. Okay. But if I'm saying my aunt did this, I'll say, yeah, my aunt, I'm going to my aunt's house. But if I'm, like, calling them by name, I'll say, like, Aunt Sarah. Okay, I was actually just having a conversation about this. So if you are seeing your Aunt Sarah, you will be like, hey, Aunt Sarah, how's it going? Uh, Well, yeah, I don't really call her that, actually, but, but yeah. Because I, like, will refer if I they're, like, not there and I'm talking about them. I'm saying, like, my Aunt Sue. However, if they're, like, right there, I'm just going to call her Sue to her face. Like, I don't add the aunt or the aunt. Oh, we say, like, auntie. Like, like my aunt, my 
Aunt Candy. I'll call her Auntie Candy. Interesting. But I guess that's kind of like alliter not alliteration, but like it, it rhymes. It rhymes. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. We were, I was watching a TV show that they were like, "Hey, Aunt Jenna," and I was like, "Wait, does do people say that?" But I guess they do. Interesting. Okay. Anyway, the question <laughs> is, Mark's aunt, aunt, <laughs> says of his parents, they thought they could heal all the wounds they made they, and make up for all the hurt, and unfortunately, they were wrong. It was hardwired. Do you agree that there is a point in a child's life where it is too late to heal the effects of trauma or to rehabilitate selfish and destructive behavior? Whether you agree or disagree... What do you think Mark's family could have done differently to help? Well, I don't think abandoning him to his aunt was the right answer. Right. Like, they kind of just gave up. Right. I feel like... Which made the situation worse, I feel. Right. And I guess, I don't know enough. It can... If you are a sociopath, can that be fixed through therapy? I mean, I don't think it can hurt. Well, yes, I think therapy's the answer regardless, but, like, to the point of if it would have happened earlier or later, like, I don't know if that's, like, I truly don't know if that's, like, a curable condition or if you just figure out how to, like, live your life with that condition. Um, I don't know. I think it's something where, like, it develops over time and if if nothing is done to help it, it definitely gets worse. Right. Which is kind of like a lot of like other mental health things too. But, but I don't know enough to like specifically answer that question. Right. That makes sense. Maybe there's like a trigger point where it could go like become exasperated or Mm -hmm. be tamed. But I feel like all in all therapy early on would have helped. Right. Therapy, medication, whatever you need. Right. Okay. Frank insists that he is not as bad a person as Mark, saying of his actions, it makes me wrong, but it doesn't make me a monster. Do you agree with this statement? Are there circumstances in which revenge, even violence, is justified? If so, where do you think the line should be drawn? How do you differentiate between justification and simply the motive for a crime? Well, I don't think he was justified. He still said he was wrong. That doesn't mean he was justified. Right. It was not as... I don't think it's comparable to Mark. Right. Because it's not. (laughs) Like, him spending his life doing crazy things and, like, trying to kill people and kidnapping them and... Basically, like, terrorizing his aunt and threatening her to cover, so he'll cover, so she would cover for him after he killed people is definitely worse than, like, Gray kind of snapping and, like, almost killing him. Right. Can you think of, are there any instances in which, like, you think revenge would be justified, not even, like... I guess, on this, like, grand murderous scale. Well, if you think about, like, the death penalty, like, 
you're you are dying because of a crime that you committed so that's kind of like the ultimate revenge like okay we're we're getting back at you because of what you did by like putting you on death row that's true i guess that well and even like a lesser scale than that any sort of punishment for anything you do like even as like a child is mm-hmm. technically i guess revenge yeah by your parents but like most people would consider that justified because a certain level of discipline. Yeah. So that's it. It's an interesting way to think about, about yeah. punish, like punishments, but I don't, I don't know. I don't, I can't think of like another instance where like getting revenge at someone would, like, most of the time, it's just like, okay, well, if they did this, then they're not worth your time, so. Right, like, two rounds don't make a right if we're being Just cliche. let it go. Let mm-hmm. it go. Yeah. Okay, the last question. One of the major themes I found you contends is how our memories shape us as people. Are there some aspects of our personalities that are innate? Do our memories determine who we are attracted to, as Frank wonders when he questions whether he would have been attracted to Alice if he met her before his fugue state, are some personal attributes more or less impacted by our experiences than others? Discuss. I'm interested in your perspective on this because of your knowledge with like a pool of eligibles. Like if we had a different experience in life that we remembered differently and how that kind of fits together. Or is that taking it down a weird direction? With the as far as like who you're attracted to, yeah. Like you're... Um, yeah, I totally think that your experiences um, shape you as people because, um, like, and like your your perception of those experiences that as like turned into memories, um. Because, like, I don't know, something could happen to you and that was, like, a bad experience. And then you're, like, not going to be attract. You're going to, like, attribute that to whoever it happened with. And then you probably, like, maybe wouldn't be attracted to that type of person. Right. That's that true. Yeah. Like, someone's, like, kind of ruined something for you. Yeah. And I also feel like you're attracted to people who are similar to your family. Like if you had like if you had like a a good family life, like I don't know, I feel like you're attracted to people that like your family would approve of and they would get along with. Right. Or in the situation with the book, Mark was attracted to- because of a family that he didn't have that he wanted. Exa- exactly. Yeah. So it's, like, either something you had and you want or, like, something you didn't have that you're looking for. I agree. I think, yeah, I think our memories help shape us so much. And it's interesting because your memories can be shaped so, like, the way you perceive something can differ so much that, like, I don't know. I feel like how you cope with things that happen in your life are can like extremely affect how your future is who you're attracted to those kinds of things 
Yeah, and I mean, it's not really memories. Well, I guess memories is how you perceive a situation, or it's more like memories and how you perceived, like, received the information and like processed it in your brain at the time. Um, shape it because like everyone can perceive something differently. Um, like. Uh, I listen to this podcast and they talk about different news stories mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, news story. Someone said, this person did this to me. And the other person's like, no, like this is how it happened. And um, like oftentimes on the podcast, they're like, okay, I believe both these people. I believe like they both are telling the truth, but it's just like a difference in like how they perceived the, the, situation and I feel like that happens more often than not no that is so true there was like a quote I just read on Twitter because of this like dumb Twitter feud but and it was like there's three perspectives of every situation yours mine and the truth because Mm -hmm. like your brain makes connections and then like fills in gaps like our memories aren't reliable and that's just like the way it is like we don't aren't conscious of that that's just how our brains work is they make connections that sometimes aren't there right and I don't like hearing that because I feel like I remember everything and I and I really enjoy remembering everything (laughs) and so now I'm like questioning my own brain like what if I'm just recalling that that's how it was but really it wasn't so I thought about this I don't remember we were talking about something and it was like something really dumb, but we, I remembered it differently. And like, usually I just go with whatever your memory is because it's more reliable than mine. But this, I was like, so sure of, and I, I like have no idea what the situation was. It was, something, it was something dumb. And I, it was, it was like a while ago. You didn't say anything in the moment. No, I did. And then we agreed to disagree. It was something stupid, but I was like, no, I swear it was like happened like this and you're like no it happened like this maybe it was like a place we were at for something I don't know it was something dumb and I so, feel like I remember this but I don't remember what it was me oh. neither but I was like maybe this is one of those times because I'm like I'm usually not that positive about my memories but that time I was because I just like don't have the greatest memory but that one was like I was so confident but I want to I want to remember what it was <laughs> I don't remember what it was, but we definitely had the conversation and it was something like it wasn't like an actual like thing worth disagreeing on. It was just like a trying to recall. I think it was like a place we were at for something or I don't know, but (laughs) we'll never know. We'll never know. (laughs) Well, that was I Found You by Lisa Jewell. Yes. If you agree with our opinions or disagree please let us know um we're if you inter- know what a dark person is let us know yeah if you know more about sociopaths or just in general how to trust your instincts let us know <laughs> you can do that via facebook or instagram at floral couch conversations or send us an email floral couch conversations at gmail.com and Get ready to read our next book. December Book Club book is Talking to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. We're going nonfiction. Yes, I'm kind of excited for a change of pace. 
Me too. I hope there's no sociopaths. <laughs> Same. Um, this episode will come out on December 30th. So you have until then to read that December book club book. So get reading. Yeah. I say that every time. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode, special book club episode of Floral Couch Conversations. Bye. Bye.